Cherry, let's welcome back one of the most informed hoops in Western Australia, Stevie Parnham. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks, BJ. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me on. What's your What's your secret, Stevie? We're just I'm just bringing up your stats for the current season, and um, got off to a flyer. Twenty seven winners from one hundred and seventy four rides. Um, you're riding the short price bustler. The favourite in the uh, Faritha this uh, this Saturday. What's uh, what's the magic tonic, mate? Uh, not anything in particular. I just uh, I guess um, had some rough times over the last two years with injuries and uh, really um, put my aim at um, hitting the ground running as I returned back into the saddle. Um, not that I never put all the efforts in before, but you probably grow and learn and mature along the way through life and I think just mentally I've become tougher and stronger um, through some adversities and seen things quite well and feel confident um, with, with my moves and the horses are seeming to respond to it for me and uh, like you said, yeah, getting getting the winners but um, you, you also do need the, the ounce of luck of getting on the horses as well because it's, it's um, mostly them that that get there, we just have to make sure that we put the finishing polish on them. And um, yeah, so far, oh, so good. To you're see. being too modest, Steve. You're yeah, flying, mate. He's flying. <laughs> I'd be, uh, yeah, I'd be get the screenwriter out. Of the, there'd be, uh, there'd be things happening. Hey, Steve, you just mentioned uh, one thing. I loved hearing um, from your old man in a post-race uh, interview after Bustler won. Uh, it's a lot start, actually. Uh, you basically mapped the race out yourself. You thought Mega Reward would be the horse that'd be three deep. Um, like as a as a punter, I, don't, mm. I think there's nothing more that we would love, and nothing more we'd love to hear that there's sort of a real big plan of attack going into the race. How's it going to unfold? Uh, is the speed going to be on? Because even I mean, you sort of said yourself after that race, you, you were aware that it was playing sort of fence heavy and whatnot, but you sort of you backed the uh, the horse you had underneath you, and it must feel really good when you have a plan, you have a speed map in your mind and it sort of eventuates just like that and that's said you're on top of a pretty nice one. Yeah, uh, well, I had a lot of confidence in the horse to, uh, as you said, overcome what was a rail, heavily rail-dominated day. Uh, I could have ridden him um, off pace, just let him slide into a, into a position, um, back off him and, and let him swoop, but I just felt like uh, just to make a good good thing of it that um, I wanted to be closer, closer to the fence, uh, closer to the speed. Um, it, it looked like there was going to be a couple of quicker ones inside me that would potentially be one, two, and I sort of had mega reward outside me and thought that there was every chance it would press forward as well. So I uh, just give mine a, a kick out and found the three wide line and, and then made it work around me to give me the, the perfect trail into the race. So it was quite satisfying that, that it did come out. Um, and obviously the horse was too good. He probably would have won from anywhere, to be honest. But um, I I, uh, I did sort of um, get that one right. So hopefully we can get it. <laughs> there we go. And I wanted a little trumpet in there somewhere. We got it eventually. Yeah, I, I hate when people ask this type of question, so I'm going to be the person to ask it because I already hate myself today. Still a bit hungover from Tuesday. Um <laughs> 
KC. There's a lot of KC about Bustle. Obviously, a different gender, but there's a fair <clears> bit of KC about early progression in career. The path, I presume, Bustler's going to be taking now um, after this weekend. I presume it'll be Guineas, Kingston, all, all going well. I'm going to ask the question, which I, I hate hearing, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, Don't say it. Who's, Don't who's say better? It. Who's better? <laughs> <laughs> oh, tough, tough ass because that. Don't like to put any horse down. Should I ask you <laughs> Yeah, well, look, I think I Casey was was tremendously talented, mm-hmm. um, especially three year old days. She was tough. She she kept backing up and getting stronger and better in her races. And this is what Bus was doing as well. Uh, he has still only touched graduation company. Um, so for the first time this week, he he goes to black type and he needs to step up in the mark again but does give me the feel that he's uh, kept improving in his work um, behind the scenes so I do think he's got the potential to to be better and you know a month's time will definitely answer that so uh, I don't like to Necessarily got I reckon we just got our answer. Mm. I heard the answer there. I, I'm I'm choosing what I want to hear from that, and uh, I've heard yeah. the answer. And, and listeners, we were talking to Steve just before we started, and he went to Ascot Track Work specifically this morning to make sure no one else touched Bustler. So <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's been standing <laughs> security overnight. <laughs> if you wonder if you wonder yeah. why it sounds a bit bleary, like, that might be it. He's doing two yeah. jobs at the moment. He's got the high vis on over overnight. <laughs> Uh, no. That's uh, yeah. it's exciting to 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 get on a, a horse with talent, Steve. Though, isn't it? I mean, you've been around for a while now. Um, as you said, you've overcome some adversity. Just going through through your stats, like you, you haven't ridden a heap in the last two or three seasons. To be fair, like with your, your the falls and um, collarbones and various surgeries that you've had to have. So um, yeah, like, but you've always you've always managed to find your way on top of a, a good horse, and it's interesting. Um, We've got your dad's got the two favourites in the free throw on Saturday: Buster, your ride, and, and Snowdome, of course, the um, the top weight. Uh, you won a WA Guineas on Snowdome's sire Rommel, and you won a WA Guineas on Bustler's sire Playing God for your dad. Um, and then, of course, you've got your um, your multiple Kings, uh, Kingston Town now Northerly Group Ones um, uh, in the bag. So you've, you've yeah, this time of year has always been very fruitful for you, but. Um, it must be a bit of a spin out that you're um you're at that stage of your your career where you're you, the I guess the sons of horses you've won big races on are uh, are good and you're you're riding them as well. Yeah, I've probably been in a very fortunate position to to get some really good three year olds and uh, some of it's just timing, some of it's luck, and dad's a, a, a very strong um, supporter of mine and. Uh, yeah, we've just seemed to gel with, with certain horses. Uh, and like you said, uh, riding the sons of uh, the, the good horses that I've ridden um, to victory. And KC, as you've spoken before, she was a playing god as well, and she went mm-hmm. on to win a group one. So those sides are doing a tremendous job um, for the for the industry as well. And uh, I'm enjoying riding them, too, especially the, this one, Blast Bustler. He, he seems to have a a little bit of that his dad in him. Um, he can just sit off and, and, and really have an electric turn of foot. So uh, 
Does he? Does of, he move like? Sorry. Does he move like his his dad? He's got a very he distinct does. action, actually. Yeah, he, he does. He carries his head like his yeah. dad a bit too. He's not as big as him. He's he's quite neat, but um, compact. But he's got a motor, and um, yeah, there, there's certain similarities there. Obviously, playing God was an outstanding animal. So um, this horse has a fair way to to go to try and to match him yet, but uh, definitely gives me some. Um, some comparisons with him, and hopefully he can keep going in that way. So you've won the the Group One, the, the eighteen hundred on Playing God twice. It's a him and uh, and KC. So um, all going well. Can you see Bustler being an eighteen hundred meter horse this prep? Uh, in a short answer, yes, yeah. I do. Um, there's a few sort of hoops to jump through, which would be uh, this week in the Freether and. He would have to run first or second in the guineas. You would expect to, to gain a run in the in the northerly states um, this year. So uh, that's still up in the air. But I'm pretty happy with his progression, as I've said earlier. And I think he's definitely more than capable of of doing so. And um, you know, getting getting ready for a, a Group One finale would be pretty exciting for for um, where my where I've been the last two years in, in carnivals and um, finding another uh, life group one hope. How's the weight going at, at this stage, Stevie? Would you would you be sweet to ride a uh, three odd at weight for age? I uh, definitely would would make the weight. Chop a Yeah, look, I am a bit heavier at the moment. Um, probably just through being off and getting back. My weight hasn't been the easiest. It must be said, but um, I've been. You, you can do it all the time. You, your body gets used to it. Um, you're tough enough to not even let it affect you when you ride. And to to ride 52, I did 50 kilos on KC a few years back, and it seemed a, a, a mighty task back then. But uh, one thing's for sure: when you know you've got a a good chance, you can. Um, Set your, set your mind to do anything and um, if you tell yourself you can do it, you'll do it. So that's what I did then and that's what I'll do this time as well. I've already started looking at it. You know, I know it's a long long way away, um, you know, five weeks, just over five weeks and he hasn't even qualified yet. But I did that with KC when she won the um, Burgess Queen that, you know, the, the potential is there that she might do it. So um, I'm following a Similar mindset, and no, no doubt I'll I'll get to the weight if he's there, um, because I want to uh, make every opportunity there because your careers um, could be sure You know, um, it doesn't go on forever, so mm. these opportunities you must make the most of them. So, Steve, I know you don't like harping on about it, but you have been through a lot injury-wise over the last well you know, for quite a few years now, but especially over the last two seasons. Just can you just run listeners through sort of what you what you've had to overcome, um, multiple surgeries, just just the details of, of the impacts of the falls that you've that you've um I guess encountered over the last two to three yeah. seasons. Yeah, so I I've had a lot of collarbone injuries um throughout my career, uh in falls uh when I was younger as well and I had plates in both of them, um, because that in, um, enabled the healing before. Then I had a fall on the 
the week of the railway stakes meeting in 2020, um, where I broke my right collarbone. And um, it was, uh, it looked to be a uh, fracture just on the, the edge of my plate. Uh, the surgeon was confident just to leave it alone and, and let it heal naturally. I got within January, got about January, that's six weeks from, from my fall and um, I, I knew probably leading up to it that things weren't quite going right but it was Christmas time and a bit of an awkward period and, and so when he returned back from holidays he said no we're not we're not looking good here so I had to have surgery and that put me another six weeks out um, he put a put a normal size plate in I came back to riding rode for about two months um, and the collarbone which started to fall away from the plate. I rode for a little bit longer. He said it was fine. It didn't hurt. So I, I got through, say, the autumn there. Uh, then he said we'll have to go in, reoperate, and put a bigger plate in, which sort of covered from end to end of the collarbone, which he did. Um, I was out for another five or six weeks there, just getting back. Then I returned riding. Um, it did take me a little while to sort of hit my straps. Uh, as being out of the racing for a while, um, felt like I started to get a little bit of momentum. Things were starting to go all right, and then autumn time last year, on the week of the Karakata Plate, I had another fall and broke my left collarbone this time. So, um, same again. I wanted to make sure that you know healing would be fine because of what happened the previous time. This surgeon said that. It was more complicated to take the plate out and operate, so we'll, we'll leave it. Bad luck struck me again, and I could just feel after about four or five weeks that it, it was not healing, so he had to make the call that um, doing the same operation where we took the plate out. Instead of just putting a normal size plate in, he went the, the end-to-end plate again, so that put me another six weeks out again. So I've had a pretty um, uh, bad run with, with the collarbones sort of healing them that's probably just an accumulation of fracturing them I think it's about four times the right and three times the left so the blood supply is a bit poor through there so um, uh, yeah just I guess the hazards of the job that we that we go with I seem to when I fall I, I land on my shoulders so um, <laughs> probably better than breaking a leg or, or a neck or a back Break so it, yeah. uh, yeah, well, at least I can get, get back into it. Um, yeah, exactly. That, yeah, it, I, I hit hit the track back in end of July and um, like you said, this is where the, the good run started and I mentally became stronger through the period. I went away, did some studies and things like that just to get my mind away from racing and mm-hmm. as I've come back, I've um, been quite really focused at, at my job. Well, we, we can tell and also... Steve, we, we've spoken about this um, when we bump into each other um, about about your riding. The horses just feel like they're, and Terry and I have spoken about this on the show as well recently. They just seem to be loving you at the moment. Like, um, can you can you feel a difference this time around? Like the the way that the horses are res- responding to you, the freedom with which you appear to be riding, and um, yeah, it just feels like it's flowing for you really well so far this season. Yeah, I think it's just like it's a good state of flow that I'm yeah. riding with. Um, not, not. I mean, I go out there with a plan, like I said with Bustler the other day, but 
Um, you also need to be adaptable. Uh, and the probably an example was Gobella on Saturday. Um, she got the bad squeeze on jumping and put me right out the back door. I found a three-wide line, which I was content with, and, and she just floated in the race, race and, and put them away in one, um, where I probably thought I might have put her a bit closer in the run pre-race. So it's just going with your instincts, uh, not having any second doubts, and the horses are just rolling into it. Um, I'm obviously on horses that are with some ability that, you know, can do it for me, but um, not messing with them, just letting letting things go through the, their motions and um, not panicking, I guess. That's sort of where I'm, where I'm at, but just really happy with my riding. Very good. Now, Saturday, Faritha Stakes, the uh, the two stablemates, the two favourites we mentioned before, Bustler, Snowdome. Snowdome likely rolls forward to to take up the running. I imagine Bustler's going to have what? You reckon? No, I reckon, no, reckon Snowdome will be a better horse with cover. You reckon? Interesting. That's my, that's my, my guess. Regardless, Bustler's probably going to be a couple of pairs back off Snowdome, potentially. It, it looks that way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this is obviously a, a terrific point out towards the the guineas in in, in two weeks' time. But um, just the explosiveness that Buster's showing first up, second up at twelve hundred. Um, you imagine with a nice nice sort of trail and, and peeling that it's going to take a fair horse to be able to hold him out at the end of fourteen hundred. Uh, I'm going into the race with that confidence yep. uh, that that he he will have a very good turn of foot that they'd want to be good to to stop him, but. Um, it's a small field, can be a tricky map, the way that things can unfold. You could expect Snowdome to lead. You could also make a case for Man Crush or all the King's Men. So um, I just need to let my horse um, just find the back of Sonic, uh, probably two pairs back off him um, and, and just trail into the race as he does. And as I've written him his last two starts, just, just let him wind up and, and finish strongly. I would... Would expect the fourteen hundred probably to be more in his favour as well, and um, it probably could could test the others. Um, you know, Snowdome he, he he could he won a size, um, so he has won at fourteen hundred. Um, this will probably deciding run to see whether the fourteen and sixteen is is to his liking or not. So um, I think definitely for me um, and and a few others, it's it's a, a test. Just on Snowdome, is is there a chance that if he's not quite strong at the end of fourteen, that he will back up in the Placid Arc, Steve? Have you spoken to your dad about that? Uh, no, I haven't. No, yeah. um, that's I've got no um, no connection there with the horse. Really, I, I, I see the horse there. I work with him, yep. um, but I don't. No, I, I think Dad is hoping to progress to the Guineas, yeah. uh, just yep. based on his sire. But definitely, the options there. Yeah, so. He's a fast horse, and he he probably would be more than capable in in either race that he steps in. So um, it's probably good for him to have options. And yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I think so. They would will paint a better picture as to what he does. Um, but this stage, I'm probably expecting him to go to the guineas. Okay, so Steve, you you're riding a heap of winners like, lately, but one horse that you weren't able to get get over the line was in in your Nan's race last Saturday. 
um, the Joan Parnham 90th birthday handicap. He copped the cold inside. He copped the cold inside, Pat, I reckon. It's probably the one day you didn't want to be drawing barrier one in, in, in Nan's race as well. Probably preferred to draw barrier 10. Yeah, yeah, it was um, one of those days. Well, the track, the track has the fast lanes. Sometimes it's been the, the rail and sometimes it's been the middle of the track. And unfortunately, Saturday, um, the rail was off and we drew one and, um, you yeah, not, not much I could really do. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, followed the leader. I come sort of out two and three off the fence in the straight, but the winner was in a far superior pad and, and had the better of me. <laughs> but Brooklyn Pierre has been a super consistent horse and, you know, I'd love to get him to win a race soon. Well, what was what was Nan like post race, Steve? <laughs> no, I didn't see her. Um, should have been that anyway. She, she had a good day out. Though. I was going to say she would have had a good day out. Oh, I'm sure you won, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, very good. Now, uh, another another was we need to touch on moving towards the Champion Phillies Vampire Play. No luck in the Burgess Queen on Tuesday. Uh, run us through, run us through that ride, and uh, and how how do you think she can. How, how can we uh, m- measure up against your Amelia's jewels and your laced up heels heading towards the mile in uh, in uh, next Saturday? Yeah, that was a nightmare race. Um, probably um, didn't get much chances from a visual perspective there. Uh, two runs that she's had this time in, she's, uh, she's found some bad luck and I think she's going very well and I was confident in the race that she would test them and we were never able to see that. So uh, if I could probably draw a line with Miss Dracova running third, Vampire plays a, a better horse than her. So yeah. she she would have finished with them, the, the first two. And, um, yeah, just one of those races, one of those events where nothing I could do or, or – or C was was working for me, and I just walked away from the race very frustrated. But we will regroup, regroup, um, and look for some redemption in the champion fillies. She's definitely capable. Uh, Amelia's jewel, obviously, if she goes that way, um, will meet us better at the weights. And lace up hills was was very good. But yeah, um, sure was. My horse has come through the run very well. Uh, obviously, not having a a hard hit out, so she's she's bounced bright and well. Um, it's only what twelve days through the champion filly, yeah, so um, it's a quick quick sort of turnaround. Um, if I can take a positive out of it, she hasn't had a hard run, so mm-hmm. she she will be well going into it. And one thing I can guarantee is I'll, I'll be making sure she doesn't find bad luck this time. I'll be I will be riding her like she can um, play a part in the finish and. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she she was able to win it, but uh, full respect for the other two because they they've obviously got some some good talent too. It's a fair old trail you got heading towards. Uh, well, whether she backs up Vampy at play in the Guineas is a another question, but potentially, obviously, with Snowdome Bustler Vampy at play. Um, when I say you, they're obviously your old man's stable. Um, and potentially, I guess for all three of them to, to some degree as mm. well to back up in the uh, the Kingston Town mm. the following week. It's a uh, yeah, good time to be wearing the uh, 
What colour are those silks, BJ? <laughs> lime, lime and blue. blue. Yeah, <laughs> not, nice time to. I, yeah. feel like they, I feel like they should be cerise and white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Santo's yeah. having a good run with his three year old. He's he's sure uh, the owner. Or part, part owner, sorry. He's, um, he's got some shareholders in the race, but they carry his colours. So, yeah, there's a good bunch of three year olds going through. Oh, you're yeah. playing gods. Um, Baby Paris is a playing god as well, isn't she? Oh, don't ask me about playing, playing, uh, playing God. Mike could win a could win a Guineas, a bloody Placida, Champion Phillies. He's uh, he's crushing it. Hey, Steve, yeah. um, just heading towards the big million and a half dollar race. We've already touched on the Northerly. Have you is Platoon your railway stakes right at this stage? Oh, uh, it's hard. Got, uh, I'm not sure whether he'll definitely go there yet. Dad, um, you got the carbine. He ran him the other day. day. Uh, he he realistically um, will probably find that field a bit. Good for him. Uh, his main target this preparation would be expected to be the Perth Cup again. Um, Could we see him in like a Lucky Grey eighteen hundred, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm not. I haven't spoken in depth with Dad. Uh, that's where he goes next. But yeah, that that is probably another option. Um, look, I'm happy to ride him wherever he goes. I haven't secured a railway ride, so if he, if he does end up going to the railway, I will will ride him. Um, but definitely open and see how things go um yeah but i think he'll get better as the prep goes on and as the distances get uh, longer the good thing about him is he is a very adaptable at all the different journeys sometimes the cock stakes uh quarter million bucks again yep so the cock stakes can really fall away as, as a race like a lot of people target the railway last year he ran second to um Regal Power? Regal Power. Yeah. yeah. Regal Power. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So that, that race can really drop away type thing. But he, he's the horse that you know will be there throughout um, and obviously be having another uh, another dip at the Perth Cup. So, yeah, really uh, a good, uh, to use a good cliche, a real good bread and butter horse, BJ. Oh, he's been a buddy good horse since his two-year-old days. Third in a railway as well. Yeah, yeah. Third in a railway. Yeah, yeah he's I mean, been outstanding. He's been about 700,000 yeah. or something like that, you know. So, like, you know, he's... He's one of the original playing gods for the first season of him, and yeah, he's been a tremendous horse every year when when carnival time comes. He's an OG playing, <laughs> he's, he's an original. Uh, Steve, you've um, you've got um, some some good rides we've already spoken about. Uh, Buster, of course, um, interesting runner for me. I just want to ask you a little bit about a horse by the name of Torpedo Man. Uh, I'm sure the listeners would be interested if you could give us a little bit of insight into what sort of horse he is. He's well, he won a, won a trial quite well from in front uh, recently. First up in not a bad three-year-old race, race two on uh, on Saturday of the 1200. Give us a little bit of um, inside running onto the talents of Torpedo Man. Uh, yeah, he's a horse that I, I've got a fair bit of time for. Um, he's had a few little injuries through his career um, as a younger horse and um, only had the one start uh, as of as of now, but um, he's tried out really well. His work's, work's also been very good. He's a fast horse on speed horse. Uh, he's out of a, a quick mare. So he, he Dad was preferring to, to probably kick him off in something a little bit easier in a maiden um, or, or a midweek, but he's drawn some pretty ordinary gates and had to take him out and um, ended up with this race on Saturday, which does look to have some form from from some horses, um, Capricorn Man, Prawns Eleven, uh, Mont Bellamy, and even Universal Playboy. Um, actually, probably all, nearly the whole field does, does have form, so it's going to be um, a good measure of where he's at. 
and um, I do expect him to, to hold his own. So uh, whether he can come straight out and win, um, not sure, but I think he'll hold himself in good stead and uh, he'll measure up to this sort of company at some stage and hopefully we can have some fun with him. Very good. Hey, thanks uh, as always for giving up your time to have a chat here at the 1 1, Steve. Um, having a tremendous season. Hopefully that uh, continues on into the pinnacles. Best of luck moving forward. Yep. No, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on any time and uh, good to talk to you. And um, hopefully we can, yeah, talk a bit later with, with some good winners on through the season. 100%. And also, um, I know it's been a tough week for the, for the family with the passing of your father-in-law, Stuart Shenton. So just regards to to everyone, for um, Jess, Ash, Deb and the family, um, from everyone here at the 1-1. No, thanks. Thanks very much for that. Yeah, it's, it was a bit of a shock. Um, wasn't wasn't expected and um, to have a heart attack and, and pass away. It's tough for my wife and her sister and um, my, my mother-in-law. So yeah, they're they're going through a bit of um, up and down at the moment, and uh, just there to support them and and the grandkids. So yeah, hopefully I can ride a winner for him um, over the over the carnival. It's and um, yeah, support them. And he he was a tremendous caller back in his day and um, had some, some real talent. So uh, yeah, it was very sad. You're a good man, Stevie. Thanks again for your time and uh, all the best for the weekend. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Yes, and as uh, as Stevie Parnham uh, mentioned uh, on the outro just then, uh, Stuart Shenton was a immensely gifted race caller. Um, growing up, all, all I could really remember is uh, Stewie's voice on the radio um, and on the TV calling uh, West Australian thoroughbreds and, and harness racing um, and other things. But um, yeah, he was a he was a feature of my childhood and my early racing experience. So um, just like to say thank you to uh, Conrad Gomez, the man behind WA Racing Rewind on Facebook. If you ever uh, want to catch up on some nostalgia in regards to West Australian racing in the 80s and 90s and 2000s, and Conrad's your man. He's got a tremendous uh, page and a tremendous collection of replays, and uh, Conrad and WA Racing Rewind have been kind enough to allow us to play one of uh, Stewie Shenton's uh, most famous race calls. So on our way out to a break, we'll, we'll leave you with the, the dulcet and the, uh, the very humorous tones of the one and only Stewie Shenton. 800 to travel from the back in the leader, J-Man. A length on Satan's lad, sharp pack the box seat. Colray lad, three wide, worked around another Maverick and Jolly Kia. Then Kiwi Tiger in the dark blue. A length Ryobi boy, generalization. A length Iron Eagle, ace in battle about to take off. Well back to end vein, hot tuna. And gold for Australia, last of all. On the corner at the 400, and J-Man led. Sharpak got the saloon run. Satan's lad wider, then Jolly Kia, another Maverick, Iron Eagle, and Kiwi Tiger from Colray lad, Ryobi boy. And in vain ace in battle at the 200. Sharpak got to the lead. Joined by Iron Eagle. Satan's lad back in the middle. Iron Eagle. He'll win the last of the day. He sprinted clear of Satan's lad. Sharpak has got no courage. Ace in battle right down the outside. But Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle by length and a half to Satan's lad. Ace in battle third. Sharpak had life off me today. No more, son. And then another Maverick. Golly, Kia.